Hi, I'm Contrera and you're listening to episode two of Beyond Beckdale. This week we'll be focusing on the industry. Very funny, bitch. to episode one I recommend going back and starting there where I give a brief history in the first 10 minutes of the Bechdel Wallace test and why I want to look into it. I think that it's easy to consider the movie industry just to be what we see on the big screen when in fact there are hundreds sometimes thousands of other jobs that people can do in order to add something to a film and I think the problems with the lack of women on screen can also be traced back to the lack of women behind the camera. So today I'm speaking to Pauline Antonio who has uh, been an editor in the film industry for a number of years and has seen firsthand how women and men are treated differently, particularly in a job of her nature where she has to hold a heavy camera. Um, And I think that it's really fundamental if we're going to change things in terms of female representation on film by changing things in female representation behind the camera. I really hope you enjoy this conversation between Pauline and I because I really enjoyed having it. Welcome Pauline Antonio who is a film editor. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, Had you heard about the Bechdel test before we spoke? Uh, I had a little bit um, and then when we spoke about it I kind of looked into it a little bit more. Um, Yeah it's quite an interesting uh, Was it a theory? I mean yeah, it was it was invented by um, a woman who was a comic book mm. writer, which everyone will find out in the first episode of the oh, podcast, yes. where I talk about the entire yeah. history. But as you haven't heard that nice. yet, um, and then it's and it kind of um, it's morphed now into a kind of yeah a critical theory mm. of whether a film is feminist or not or representing yes. how women are yeah uh, on film. So um, did you? come up with any films that you thought that you liked that um, passed or failed when you were looking into this yes I mean it's, it's quite interesting I mean I've been itching to talk about this because I the word feminism is an odd word nowadays because of a lot of the women that are associated with feminism so I 100% believe in equality but I believe there's a lot of women out there that give feminism a bad name and i want uh, it to be made clear that feminism is not about a woman getting the attention just for the sake of it or um, because she hasn't worked hard, like, hard enough for it just because she's a woman. Yes. A lot of women think that. They think, I should have this, I deserve this because I'm a woman, I should be put at the front of the queue. 
and that's not fair. You still need to put the work in. Absolutely. So. What about the argument, though, that there's a systemic problem mm. that women can't get into mm. even lower level jobs yeah, within the film industry and media yeah. industry because there are better mm. or, or people or men with more, better men or men with more experience mm. or who come across better in an mm. interview or have made their own short piece that they can yes. use. And so therefore, because... There are arguments about the psychology of women yes. in the film industry yes. that they want to ensure that they've totally mastered mm. a job before they even apply for it. Oh, that's very true, actually. A, a, a woman is definitely much more of a perfectionist than a man is. I guess a man will jump into something without thinking about it a lot more than a woman. That is very, very true. Absolutely. Because I think that yeah. society allows that. Yeah. I don't want this ever to be... When men hating, oh, yeah, it's about course, yeah. the system, the culture, yeah. and how that allows mm. men to get a leg up without yeah, even yeah. realizing it. So, to go back to your point, yes, you don't want to have women in jobs within the industry mm. who aren't good enough and only Absolutely. want them because of their gender, Absolutely. but at the same time, what about if some of those women? are good enough at the mm. job but can't get in and the only way for them to be able to get in mm. if they're not trying to be a perfectionist before they even so don't yes. not even try to go for a job yeah. or um they need the training mm. in order to do it but they could do it is it not better mm. for there to be some equality which might mean people yeah. who haven't tried as hard or um don't may, maybe have the skills are put into jobs in the order. Of the doubt more, yeah. yeah, and also it's about visibility. Mm. If you never see a woman mm. as a job in the film industry mm. that you might be particularly um, thinking is more related to men, so mm. a cameraman, we were talking about focus puller mm. earlier, and some of those, and some of the more technical behind the scenes mm. jobs mm. as well. If, if in the film industry people aren't seeing women doing those jobs, mm then maybe that will stop women applying for those jobs, stop um, film companies hiring those people for the jobs because there aren't any. Yeah. So it's a difficult it's a difficult ground to tread, isn't it? Because I mean in, in that respect, say you had a job interview open as a focus puller yeah. and you had men applying for the job who had jump in deep end first um, <clears throat> to apply for it and then you have a woman that's kind of as you said yeah she ha she's not shouting and screaming about her experience or her passion for the job as much because that's not what, really what women do what most women do or she hasn't even had yeah, the experience then, because nobody told her about yes, this job and then yeah, she could go yeah, for it yeah absolutely yeah and mm. that would mean then in the interview process surely you would need to treat women differently to the men which then is Positive discrimination. Of positive discrimination. Positive yes. discrimination, that's interesting. That's mm. kind of, I think, what you're struggling yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying, yeah. when, you, when you said your point at the beginning of yeah. this, I agree with it yeah. on the surface. Mm -hmm. But when there are problems at a deep cultural mm. level, yeah. is it actually the better practice to promote... Mm 
women who may not necessarily talk mm. about the most experience they have or yeah. allow them to or, or stop if there are two candidates and this is always yeah. something that I've always heard like yeah. in job interviews if there are two candidates mm. and one is a man mm. and one is a woman and they both have the same or similar skills yes the thing that I think might irk you mm. is if the woman was pushed forward. And you are a woman who works yes. in the film industry. Yeah. But do you think that perhaps you think like that? Maybe. Because of the industry well, you work possibly, in? Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Um, I have no bitterness towards someone that might get a job, a man that might get a job ahead of me if he's been yelling and screaming about how passionate he is, how much more experience he has. I would take that as I need to get more experience. I need to be more vocal about how passionate I am about it. But at the same time, yes, it is very hard to get something. It's but it's there. very hard to yeah. pinpoint if it's if I, if it's because I'm a woman or not. It's very difficult. Tess, you know you don't get anywhere in this world by waiting for what you want to come to you. You make it happen. Watch me, Tess. Learn from me. In editing. A history that the history of, ed, of film editing is very predominantly female, um, and that was forgotten. So, uh, when editing first became a thing, when it wasn't just one standard shot and yeah. that was it, and you had to play it through, they got women in to do the cutting and pasting. That's where the phrase cut and paste comes from because it was seen as an artistic job where. The women in Disney would um, paint the cells. That was an artistic job. That yeah. was a job for a woman. It's the same as sewing. It's the same as textiles. So cutting and pasting the film was seen as a creative industry and it was for a woman. And probably a slightly then, more menial job, if you or, don't mind me saying as well. It was still very artistic because you yeah. were still choosing the shots. You were still making quite a strong judgment on what should go where. So it was um, almost uh, men make the decisions, the business decisions, yes. and that have the overall vision, yes. but the woman has the kind of attention to detail and the yes. artistic creativity. Yes. And then when sound was brought into the equation, sound was seen as a very technical, male-dominated industry, and that's when men started becoming very um, focused on the editing side of the film. So... It was initially a very female-heavy industry editing. Um, then when it became very technical, that's when men came into it. I am not a technical person at all, but I'm a very creative person. So there's a massive stereotype there, and I, I fit that stereotype, and I'm absolutely happy with that. Um, when a man is chosen to do an editing job, just because he can, we spoke about this earlier didn't mm -hmm. we when they can speak the jargon when yeah. they know um what needs to go where in terms of computer settings and everything like that don't tell me about that but give me a project that i can make look amazing and feel great or sad or angry when you watch it i can do that with my eyes shut and that can be forgotten in the industry a lot of the time do you think as well though that yeah, so that so they take mm. your skill, they take your skill, which mm. is not seen as a which is seen as a creative skill, mm -hmm. not a technical skill, for granted. Yes. So that's the that's the first problem, mm. and the second problem as well is that you don't sound very incentivized mm. to develop the technical skills. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think because storytelling is much more important than the technical side of it. You can. Um, 
you can learn that stuff. Yes, you can learn that stuff. But I'd much rather learn that kind of thing as I go and perfect the storytelling. I think it's far more important. Um, and the technical side as well is ever-changing. Something that I could learn last year won't, um, won't need to be known anymore next year. So um, if I'm in it and I can do the storytelling, that, it, that will, that's far more important. If someone says something that I don't know, I have no qualms about saying, I don't know what the hell that is, tell me what it is. And if they roll their eyes at me, going, oh, here's, something, like, here's an amateur, I do not care in the slightest. Do you think that you've learned to be that way? Because I would think mm. some people entering the industry mm. would hear you speak like that mm. and think, oh my God, I can't do that. Mm. Because it's, and whether this is the British way or the female <laughs> way or, you know, good manners, yeah. um, I do think it's hard for women and for some men, mm. but particularly for women in the workplace to raise the hand and say, I don't know this. Mm. I always think it's the bravest thing, and I've learned this mm. through my career as well, but it takes ages to learn this. I think very few people mm. um, are willing to put their hand up and say, I don't know what this mm. is. Mm. Um, so I, I think that's, agree. yeah, that's a, that's a, um, a way of working, a personality mm. thing. So something that you mentioned earlier mm. is that you divided up the group, the jobs in terms of editing yes. into creative storytelling and technical. Yes. And you then said that men mm -hmm. kind of learn the technical mm. skills and mm. then started to make their way into editing once sound yes. arrives. So can you talk a bit more about those type of jobs and why you think that happened? Because is it because yeah. of like computers being seen as a... Yeah, I think it, no, I think it does thing. stem from the beginning of film, really, and, and we're just in that habit of it being like that. Um, you have a lot of uh, female producers, because that is a very, it's not creative, but it's an organisational job, and women are seen to be, um, yeah, the housekeepers, being very organised, being very clean, and then you have a man holding a big heavy camera, because they are physically built yeah to to hold large equipment um yeah it's it's just naturally stayed that way stayed that way um if a woman wants to get into the technical side of the industry there's not a problem with that at all but you have to know your physical limits when it comes to that kind of stuff if you want to be a gaffer you need to be lugging heavy lighting around everywhere and you need to be okay with that because you can't be holding back everyone else when they're taking stuff off the van and hanging lights up yes they are going to roll their eyes at you if you can't do it as fast as them you have to keep up with the industry so you have to you have to know that there are limitations in that way um the same with a a man um naturally i'm trying to think of an example same with a man not naturally not being able to pick up tiny little details like um oh hold that eye contact a bit more in that shot they will just cut 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 to the dialogue and not feel the story and a lot of men can't see that they can't feel a story i've had i've seen that in the edit suite i've sat i've assisted assisted um an editing project and sat there and gone this doesn't feel at all like it should do from when i read the script 
but I couldn't do anything about it because I was below the editor. I mean, he can take my opinions, but he will make the overall judgment of that scene. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I think it has just naturally stayed that way, but I don't think there's a massive problem with it. Um, with the delineation yeah. of jobs yes, based yeah. on gender. Yes, yeah. Um, it's what you're drawn to. There's, I don't think there is any limits to what you want to do. If you want to, I've, I've been a camera person for a long, long time. Um, and, and the I'm, cameras you've held, I've they're, they're really huge. heavy. I can hold huge. them. Yeah, try lugging yeah. huge camera yeah. and a tripod on the tube. It's yeah. not fun. <laughs> no, it's well, probably not safe either. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun, and it's it's, it's so tiring. Yeah. Um, but I did it because I'm a stubborn person. If I want to do something, then I will. Um, I've been really patronised. If I'm seen lugging the big camera around, I've had a lot of men come up to me and go, do you hand love? And it's really annoying, but you just go, no, and and that's it. Um, Although sometimes you might, you might I need a hand. hand. <laughs> exactly. I think there's but something then, there. There's no, yeah. um, there's no reason why I wouldn't go for a woman for that help rather than a man. Yes. I'll just go to someone for that help if I need it. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm a very stubborn person. Like, I'll, as you said, like, I'd, I'd admit when I don't know something mm-hmm. and I'll ask what this is, but um, it's quite difficult to ask for help in the industry because you... Uh, because of your gender? Um, or do you think that's just... Industry partly, partly, yeah, but um, also in industry, you're you're expected to know everything. Um, you're not, you're not expected to um, learn as you go. Okay. So you, there is a lot of kind of oh yeah, I know that, and then you'll kind of go off and sneak. And you say Google yes, it. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then you're like, like oh, I yeah, don't yeah, know what yeah, you're sure. talking about. Okay. Um, <coughs> sorry. Maybe uh, part of me is yeah maybe being a woman I am more stubborn and I want to seem as if I know more than anything and I feel like as a woman I should know everything is that something most women feel is that they should know everything I think that going back to what we talked about with the perfectionism Mm. and when when applying for a job Mm. I know there have been lots of scientific studies Mm. that have shown that women will only go forward for things where they feel like they already know how to do yes. it and they want to be able to learn how to do it better. Yes. And I think, that, and again, these are sweeping generalisations. I think it's very important mm. that we say to listeners that this is not every man, every mm. woman, yes. every situation. This is cultural stereotypes yeah. that we all buy into, yeah. often unconsciously, inadvertently. Mm. But I do think a lot of men will go for a job that... They think they'll be able to do. Yes. They think I have half the skills. Yeah. I can go into that. And I think that I'm specifically interested in the mm. film industry yes. because it is still so dominated by men. Yeah. And I think that when you're going for a job or applying for a job or seeing that person doing mm. that job, whether it's a behind the scenes documentary or I don't know, yeah. just getting in as a runner level, um, you just see men yes. doing those jobs. So as a woman, yeah it may not immediately occur to you yeah. that you can do them. So yes, if you're physically strong enough or mm. you're willing to find other ways mm. around it, you can do the more physical mm. labour jobs. Mm. But I think the, I think there's the technical digital side, which yeah. we touched on earlier as well, mm. which is about training and education. Mm. And also, to what extent do you need to understand that technical 
part of a job mm. in order to do the whole job. Yeah. So um, we, you had said to me previously that some people, they... They, they know how to edit, and this could be you as well, they know how to edit because they can see the story and they are looking at it from a story-specific mm. way. Yeah. Whereas a director may actually want someone as an editor mm. who is doing the technical work. Because there might mm. be a director, possibly mm. a male director, who says to you, I know what my story is, I'm mm. telling the story, mm. you just edit it together to meet my vision. Mm. And I think that's where, if it's two guys talking, yeah. the editorial guy will say, I'll use this software and I'll do this and I'll add this in and it will get yeah. very technical and it will all be about grading that's, and that. That's very difficult because um, a director could say that, but a, a director can't write the beats in a script. Um, the beats is in how long in between each line when does the music cue come in those kind of things can't be written in a script and you need a very good storyteller to tell those in the edit it's so important um i think there's a lot of directors that um prefer to use women um spielberg's one of them yeah. i believe he has a female editor who edited jaws um, but do we know her name? I don't no, know her don't. name. The only, the only <laughs> I knew that, but yeah. I was like, I want to say her name. The only I don't reason know I know name. that is because I watched a really good uh, documentary about editors, and I noticed that most of the people interviewed oh. in it were female editors or the directors, mostly male, um, talking about their amazing female editors. The documentary. <laughs> so why we try to find out who Steven Spielberg's primary editor yes. is, who edited Jaws and is obviously a genius and I'm ashamed that She's I don't fantastic. know her name. There's a fantastic, sorry. Go, no, go. There's a fantastic story in it from this editor and I'll find out her name. Um, she tells a great story in it about how um, Spielberg obviously spent millions of pounds on this robotic Jaws. Yes. Um, when he got into the edit suite with her... She cut out this shot that took them half a day, nearly a whole day to put together of Jaws. Kind of, I, I don't even know what the exact shot was, but she didn't use that shot at all. And Spielberg is begging her, it's like, we need to put the shot in. I spent the day doing it, you know, otherwise it all goes to waste. It's so much money gone to waste. And she said, if we use that shot, Jaws will look like a joke of a robot. It will not look like a good... It, it will ruin the film completely. And it's already so, derided a little bit. Nowadays, yes. when you look at it, when you re-watch it now, yeah. everyone takes the piss. Yeah, of course. And so but you can see... if he um, yeah. didn't take her opinion... Well, it's not an opinion, it's fact. It looks shit. In the, <laughs> it looked... Can I swear? Sorry. You can! <laughs> um, for Best Achievement in Film Editing, the nominees are... Dee Dee Allen for Dog Day Afternoon. Verona Fields for Joe's. And the winner is... Indiana, 8668. Verna Fields for Joe's. Uh, first, I want to say that uh, giving me this, uh, I consider a great tribute uh, to our wonderful, fabulous, talented director, Steven Spielberg. Uh, I would also like to say that being here at this time, after all these years, uh, I really have a long list of thank yous, which I won't bother you with. But I hope everybody on that list, primarily my two sons, 
I say thank you. I think it's just been really interesting to talk about working yes. in film. Yeah. Have you ever been surprised to see a woman in a particular job? Um, I've seen a lot of um, female camera operators um, from when I worked a lot in the comedy industry and I used to go to a lot of TV recordings and when you look down and you see the huge cameras that they use on the floor a lot of the a lot of them are women and that was quite surprising because you don't really see um women in that role because again you're lugging big heavy equipment you need to yeah be strong they are on wheels so they make it a lot easier but make those kind of things easier you can get the most out of the equipment you can get the most out of the people and then maybe having a woman in that role as well you get a much nicer shot because yeah. they are much more creative and they do that what they see through the monitor they're not thinking about which switch they're using or how how fast they can move this camera around they're thinking about how good is this frame gonna look um i think that you've hit a really good point there which is that eventually look at um, computers and phones mm -hmm. everything's getting smaller and yes. it has more data in it yeah. so I suppose eventually obviously there are certain types of shot where you need a very specific camera or if you have like an overhead crane shot mm -hmm. all of these things in a big feature film but if you start making the equipment lighter and yeah. lighter then the industry is opening up absolutely those jobs to people who don't have to be yeah, as absolutely. physically strong as you previously needed to be to hold those yeah, kind absolutely. of cameras. So I suppose it's a little bit about money, who's willing to pay for that kind of thing. It's harder when you're starting out. Mm. Um, and also a little bit about the technology developing. Mm. But I have full faith that people are doing that right yeah. now in order to make everything more portable. Yeah. Because I know um, when you work in production, mm. things that I've looked into, you have to um, pay all of these charges mm. to move all this kit around the world. It's difficult. There are like tariffs and taxes mm -hmm. and things like that. Sometimes things get stopped at airports. So I would have thought if everything's smaller, mm -hmm. there's, there's, a, there's like, it's handier as yeah, well. They so are smaller. But that goes off the point of um, men and women. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, Back to the Bechdel test, which we, oh, we yeah, talked sorry. about at the beginning. <laughs> no, because I think this is I think this is going to be absolutely fascinating for people to know what it's like to actually work in these kind of jobs behind mm. the scenes. The, the industry, in order for it to change and be more female-friendly, it has to be an, at every level. Yeah, so, a lot of people forget about these roles, and um, there's so many levels to making any kind of production that people don't realize you you hear about the huge head of head of the studios yes they're all men but there's a lot of other roles below that hundreds maybe thousands of roles below that that are overlooked definitely so people need to know more about that but also again if there aren't women in those roles and if there aren't women at the top hiring yeah. more women mm. then that's one of the problems yes one question I wanted to bring up is, would let's use Jaws as an example, would Jaws benefit from an exchange between two women? And how so? Oh yes, like, that, well that's a greater question. So part yeah. of this whole series is to look at the Bechdel test, yes. because 
let's face it, we haven't got anything better mm. yet. We're working on it, and I think it's really—it's a really good, simple test. Yeah. And also, so many films are yeah. still failing it. Yes. So before we try and look at this new test, mm. let's see if anyone can actually um, pass the Bechdel test. Yes. But what you're asking yeah. is, do we kind of throw the Bechdel test out of the window if it's not really improving yes. female representation? Well, I, and improving the entire story and the and the um, flow of the yeah film. yeah well that's but that is where I have yeah. my issue okay. which is that if you have enough women in a film per se yes in in then stories where gender yeah, yeah in stories where gender makes no difference yes. that are perhaps non biographical yeah. let's mm. say um it, then it happens naturally yeah there's there's no there's no need to shoehorn it in. Yes. What you've said is actually quite a male approach, I oh, would okay. say. Really? Which is which is looking at the scenes yeah. as standalone. Mm. That's the absolute opposite of what the okay. Bechdel should be doing, yeah. the Bechdel test should be doing. That is the bare minimum. Mm. The bare minimum is this is does it have mm. one scene with two named female characters okay. talking to each other about something other than a man? Yes. So, um, it's not, mm. do you have a scene that somehow shoehorns two women in talking okay, about yeah. something? Mm. No. It's, that's why it's so much more complex. Yeah. You build in your female characters mm -hmm. so that more of them are on screen at, at yeah. the same time anyway. So I would say that's the first step. Yeah. All, we can go all the way back to script, oh, script okay, writing, yeah, yeah, casting. Yeah. <laughs> you found your source material. Yeah. Your source, so maybe, you know, we can, we can blame writers maybe as well. It depends because mm. so much comes from books now but then yeah. I also think the industry is changing mm. because of books because mm. more women writers more people of colour more people with different yes. experiences so we're getting changes mm -hmm. anyway and also it depends if we're talking historically mm. or um, modern day for mm. example Dunkirk came out yeah. Dunkirk has you know almost entirely male uh, cast no one has a problem with that I don't think many yeah. feminist writers or critique film cr critics have a problem with it mm. because it's about a very specific yes. time where the vast majority yeah. of people in the war effort were men anyway, yeah. especially doing those jobs in the Navy, the Army, then, you know, an evacuation. It's a very particular mm. skill set. So could Christopher Nolan mm. have chosen another film mm. to make? Mm. Dunkirk was, wide, you know, received to wide acclaim. Yes. People really, really like it. It shows some technology yes. that people are interested in, mm. like... Um, not bullet time, but whatever he does with like you know making oh, like you yeah. feel like you're there in a sense of dread. There's music in it, yes. which I don't think was a woman. So are there ways that that could change? Like yeah. no, you can't change the plot. No, yeah. you shouldn't. You could have um, more scenes with people talking mm. to loved ones, mm. and at least that's more um, yeah. women on camera. But you of don't course. want to do that yeah. at the expense of, of the plot. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. The, I think for me, where I would like to target if I was in charge yeah. of all of this, <laughs> is um, films that are police, procedural, yes. crime, thrillers, mm. and superhero mm. and Marvel. Mm. Because I think that um, it, it makes little difference for characters who work in positions of power mm. to the plot and yeah. to the point of the film, which is, you know, action, enjoyment, or thrilling drama... Yeah whether they're, they're a man or a woman. Yeah. I think that and this is something which is probably going to be controversial because right. people hated the film. Yeah. But I liked Suicide Squad. Because I liked Suicide Squad. <laughs> I okay. did. Wait, hang on a minute. I didn't say I liked it. I liked it because... <laughs> 
Viola Davis has yeah. this really prominent role. Yeah. She's really good. She's she's good. She's bad. We don't know who yeah. she's really working for. She tries to disown the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. You also have, you know, a couple of members, yeah. even though we could have a whole separate discussion about whether Margot Robbie's Harlequin is a good example of... Uh, <laughs> of um, a female character but you know she's a comic book yeah. character she's much loved It's it, and she does it really well But yeah. and her shtick is being sexy well so. she's a character with faults as well I mean, yeah it's, yes. like it's, a quite, it's quite a deep yeah. character really if you look at the background yeah 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 yeah. Well, but I don't know whether it's necessarily put on film no but, yeah, I think they filmed think... a lot more of it actually but they yeah. cut it out so yeah. I'm hoping they put a lot more in the um, Harlequin and Joker yes film. Is it in production? I hope so. I don't know, but um, it depends. It depends what you think about Jerry's I, I quite like him, but we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like Jerry though. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know how to say his surname either. Like Leto. Leto? Are you sure? Leto. Leto. I don't Jared know. Jared Leto. I, I need said to find Leto. this out. But let's go with Leto. Okay, Leto. <laughs> anyway, um, um, yeah, I, I think they'll make yeah. her a stronger character. They have to if she's yeah, in yeah, the yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah. Harley Quinn, nice to meet ya. Love your perfume. What is that? The scent of death? Horoska. <laughs> Whoa, easy cowgirl. Ain't that kind of a mission. Have a seat. She seems nice. I do this thing now, mm. and it's starting to drive me balmy, yeah. but I now look and I start counting. I count how many female characters oh, there are. Okay. I count how they talk to each other. Mm. I count what their roles are. Yes. And I also see if it passes the Bechdel test. Yes. Um, and I think that more people thinking about that. Yeah. If you start doing this too, I'll have ruined your life. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry because it does detract a little bit. You do. I mean, I was a little bit when you After were, I asked Yeah, you. yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So what did you find? Well, the ones that I've been watching have been so obviously passing or failing to the point where it's really unpredictable. So I watched The Devil Wears Prada last night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah, obviously passes, but they are very strong characters. Mm -hmm. And they are, um, they're all great. Like, you either love them or they hate them. There's a lot of layers to them, yeah. which is fantastic. Maybe that's something, because with each episode I'm trying mm. to look at, is there a different part to the test yes. that we can add? Yeah. So, um, previous uh, things that I've worked yeah. out are from talking to people are... Um, it can be female identifying, mm. so you don't have to be. When you say two female characters, it could be um, a transsexual female, or it could yeah. be a robot, or it could be a cartoon rat. We're okay, talking yeah. about Ratatouille, oh, right. uh, and how Ratatouille is a boy, yeah. and he could be a girl rat. Yeah. And then you know, um, and another one that we came up with um, when I was talking to Katie on another episode uh, was that there need to be two female characters on film yeah. who are not connected by a man. Which is even harder. Oh, that is really tricky, yeah. isn't it? You have to think about it, but it yeah. is possible. And that's and the way you solve that is you mm. just have more women on screen. Yes. Because you could have like in going back to Suicide Squad as an example, like mm. Viola Davis hiring yeah. um Cara Delevingne's character, I can't remember what she's mm. called, but then that's that should pass that test. Yes. Do you know why I hired you? I always hire the same girl. Stylish, slender, of course. Worships the magazine, but so often they turn out to be know, disappointing and um, stupid. So you, with that impressive resume and the big speech about your so-called work ethic, I, um, I thought you would be different. 
I said to myself, go ahead, take a chance, hire the smart fat girl. Um, I really did everything I could think of. Uh, That's all. So for you, mm. you, I think you're veering towards characterization and yes. storytelling. That seems to be yeah. really important. Yeah, I mean, I, I would notice when I would uh, think of a film that failed, I would think, okay, well, what scene could you add to it? Not just for the sake of it, yeah. absolutely not just as a standalone scene that's completely out of context because that's silly. Um, even if it's with even if they say it's for character development, it's still out of context. If they're having a, a conversation about something ridiculous, I'm, talk, I'm off the top of my head, I'm thinking of um, the scene in American Psycho where they're talking about business cards. That's completely irrelevant to the story, but it's character development. You can see how they think, what, what, their, what their life is like. And yeah, and I think um, I don't even know if there's a woman in the room. No, there is no... I've watched American Psycho a lot of times, but yeah. it's just guys. But then... That's machismo, isn't it? They're yeah. talking to each other. Yeah, but yeah. you could, you you could have had yeah, maybe remake American Psycho with a woman. I think there's a second one. It's a woman. So, oh yeah, uh, really? I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I haven't watched it. Nobody's heard no, of it because exactly. it's a woman. No, but I I swear I've had that conversation with someone. We're like, oh, oh, is there a a sequel? And go, oh yeah, it's a woman. New card. What do you think? Whoa. Very nice. Look at that. Picked them up from the printers yesterday. Good coloring. That's bone. And the lettering is something called Cillian Rail. It's very cool, Bateman. Let's see Paul Allen's card. Look at that subtle off-white coloring. The tasteful thickness of it. Oh my god. It even has a watermark. Something wrong? Patrick? You're sweating. That brings me to another interesting point of discussion. Mm. I would like to talk about bridesmaids. Oh, okay, yeah. So, bridesmaids very much passes the test. Yes. I hate bridesmaids. I really don't like bridesmaids either. Yeah. And High that, five. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm sure I everyone really, loves it. Yeah, and really it was hailed it. as this fe feminist, comedic masterpiece. And part of the problem I have with it, and I have to be very careful here because... Yeah. This is where I think there's a real grey area about what it means to have female representation yeah. on film. Sometimes I'm saying on the one hand, I want more women to appear on film. Yes. But not on, on the other hand, yeah. I say, I don't want them to act like men. Yes. And that's the problem I have with Bridesmaids, yeah. is that there are some, you know, it's a certain type of humour that I don't yes. like anyway, which is like cringy humour. Yeah. There's the scene, do you remember the scene where they've got the microphone and it's her bridal shower and it's between Kristen Wiig and Rose Byrne's character and they're trying to outdo oh, giving presents. I've never yeah. felt so uncomfortable watching a yeah. film in my life. Yeah. Which and is the whole point, but anyway, I don't I didn't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. But I don't think <laughs> I want to say I don't think that's how women behave and that's not mm. fair because there's, women behave in all sorts of different ways mm. and already, see, I'm finding myself trying to pigeonhole which is the yeah. exact opposite. So I think yes. that shows even the problem when you're trying to solve the problem you don't know you're further causing it. But I think you still have to pigeonhole because we're men and women are comp programmed completely differently. Yeah, in so certain you do kind of ways. Have to, so you can say, does a woman act like that? I'm not, sh I, I'm not sure. Some women probably do, but... I found a lot of the scenes in the film yeah. unrealistic. Yes. There were loads that were great, like yeah. um, Melissa McCarthy's stuff on the plane, yeah. 
is is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and it should and women should be able to be comedy in and um, uh, funny in a. Yeah. Uh, slapstick way they don't have to just use their sexuality which yes, I think is what women mostly agree. do but I found that scene the bridal mm. thing where they were one-upping each other I just found it so awkward yeah. because it's not like anything it's a very laddie thing yes isn't it? it's very laddie and that's yeah yeah what maybe it's not what they were going for but maybe, I don't maybe see it's, the humor yeah. in it maybe it's a good thing in the sense that there should be more um, women characters who were doing things in different ways. Mm-hmm. But the bad thing is, I don't want Hollywood executives to think, mm. oh, I know, I'll mm. just take out a man, put a woman in, or take out two men, put two w- women in, have the dialogue be exactly the same, mm. be really, like, um, not misogynistic, but, like, manly and laddish. And I worry mm. that that's not solving the problem. We're yeah. nuanced, just like men are, yeah. Putting us on screen yeah. is a great thing, but putting us on screen, yeah, just to be yeah. like maids was a female casted Hangover. Yeah, it was just a new a remake of Hangover going to Ghostbusters like all day, and <laughs> I could totally get ran about Ghostbusters, but um, yeah, it does that kind of thing, and and there is a danger of that happening, but people loved it. Yeah, so and there is this whole wave of women in suits as well which I don't know how you feel about that have you seen that it's on Instagram and Twitter and it's people have a love for women in suits in a kind is, of working girl kind of way so it's where um she says I have a I have a head for business and a body for sin and she wears oh. it's in the 80s and Sigourney Weaver is this oh, like power power yeah, she, suit wearing woman and uh, Meg Ryan wants to yeah. not Meg Ryan Melanie Griffith wants to um uh, get higher up in this job Harrison yes. Ford's in it I thoroughly recommend yeah. it it's like a really, really good sounds like I should have seen it you will have known the clips yeah. and not know what you've got it from but she wears all these like, power suits mm. so is that it's that kind of thing right. yeah but you'll probably notice it now on social women in suits but yeah it's a huge thing and I think that's where the laddie humour comes from I think it's trying both... to get women to be more like men yeah. rather than women just being who they are yeah on screen yeah yeah but who is what can make a woman genuinely funny then if they're not talking if they're not being laddie if they're not talking about periods vaginas and how awful their husband is (laughs) um because that's all i've seen on the circuit it's rare for me to come across a a genuinely funny woman it's quite hard because they do they pigeonhole themselves and they go i'm going to talk about my vagina for half an hour which some people would maybe find funny funny. I don't know to what extent male comedians are talking about the penises all the time, though. They might be doing yeah. stuff in funny films. There'll yeah. be penis jokes. Yeah, yeah. But I actually think on the comedy circuit, they're yeah. talking about all sorts of other things. Yeah. I think a lot of female comics, yeah, is in the realm of usually being laddie or moaning about stuff, basically. Um, I quite... wonder, like, let's walk that back, Yeah. Though. Is that because the male bookers mm. are thinking, I know, I need one white man, I need one black man, yeah. I need one woman, of, yeah. I don't really care as long as yeah. she's a woman, because I want to show I'm progressive, yeah. and this woman's doing well because she's talking about something. Yeah, like an example is Sarah yeah. Millican. I like Sarah Millican, yeah. but, she, and, but she's been around quite a long time now, and she came out of nowhere, yeah. didn't she? She yeah. was discovered... 
and she I think she is genuinely funny she is but I think she half of her routine is about things specific to being a woman it I don't is, think she's she, entirely about it is but she does it in a more creative way mm -hmm. she puts herself into um, a lot of her jokes she sets them up um, well, she, sorry, she talks about stories or things that have happened to her that could happen to anyone, whether you're a man or a woman. Um, so you think she, the other comedians are, are alienating in a way? Because you can, uh, when you're writing a book, for example, or maybe writing a screenplay mm. or a treatment, people will always say, write what you know, write what's specific yeah. to you because you're the only person yeah. that can tell the story. Yeah. So you could argue that women comedians they can actually talk about what it is yeah. like to have a period yeah, what yeah. it is like when you have issues um, with the menopause or, or something yeah. or, ch or, or child reading because they're often yeah. primary caregivers mm. so it's part of the problem with feminism mm. in the media industry mm. is that sometimes we are our worst enemy yeah because we've just said we don't necessarily want uh, these comedians who mm. are talking about all these women's issues but is that because we're women yeah. and it's our real life and yeah. we don't find it that funny or because it makes us feel uncomfortable because it feels like they've said I'm a female comedian yeah. rather than I'm a comedian yeah it's probably that yeah because you do have comedian or female comedian really do you we're not even supposed to say comedian anymore like I don't, even know, mm. I don't even know Same. why I mean you can have well, no, that would make sense Canadian because, PCN. yeah. Um, sorry, what was your question? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Just waxing about sorry, that. I was thinking about like Chris like Rock. Like Chris yes. Rock is like you know, he is person of color and he wants to talk about that. Yes. Because his is his comedy yeah. is often brought up of uh, brought brought out of injustice. Yeah. And comparisons between, mm. um, you know, white and black, different yeah. different races and how people are treated. Yeah. So I suppose if a woman comedian is talking about differences in treatment, yes. we might feel like that's it pushing seems... forward the feminist cause more yeah. than yeah. making a joke about and lactating. Seems, maybe it just, yeah, it seems more serious than a black man talking about how what it's like to be a black man. Yeah. You can laugh about that, but I think because maybe because people take feminism as a serious thing people when they hear a joke about it they go oh I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh about this yeah yeah so I see it's ruining comedy yeah. I don't think is feminism a, is a serious thing I think that's how that's one be, but people no, are taking yeah. it very seriously yeah. it's, it's it's sorry it's a, it's a serious issue yeah, yeah, yeah. but how you resolve it is mm. going to take a long long time and yeah. you should use every tool in your toolbox yeah. and making people laugh so maybe going back to my hatred of bridesmaids maybe yeah. I'm wrong yeah because it made a shit lot of money it did really really well yeah. it probably made executives go right we're going to start mm. making more of these yeah. films and it introduced us to some comic talents that we yeah. didn't necessarily see on a larger scale already yeah. so i'm willing to say don't like the film mm. but i like the fact that it was made mm. well well done to them yeah, yeah absolutely i'm so happy to be a part of this celebration and you two deserve each other as well as a lifetime of happiness so cheers all right cheers, cheers. cheers. love you guys <laughs> thank you annie thank you that was so sweet thank you um Hello, everybody. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me out there, I guess there's a couple of you. Not. 
Helen Harris III, and I am a proud member of Lillian's bridal party. I'd like to take this opportunity to honor Lil and Doug with a short poem I penned while sitting on a swing in an exclusive resort in Telefoniki. It's very hard to find a, a genuinely funny woman, though. Um, naturally, when a female comedian walks on stage, you it's a lot harder to find them funny. And I don't know why that is. But is that about you? No, it's most people that I've spoken to. I've spoken to a lot of people and they think the same thing. Of both genders? Both, yeah. Yeah. Even female comedians, they go, yeah, it's a lot harder to get a laugh. The initial laugh as well. You need to relax. It's a lot harder to get an audience to relax in front of a female comedian. But that is so... That's back to the systemic problem. Women are supposed to be quiet. Women aren't supposed to be funny. Maybe. But I wonder where that comes from. Why are audiences programmed to not find women funny? It could be to do with, it could actually be to do with having children. Hmm. I've got this weird theory that I'm developing right this moment, (laughs) uh, which is that um, uh, that a woman's primary job used to be considered having children because Mm. we are the only ones Mm. that can. And... um, homemaking and you know making sure that when the husband whatever comes home from work that everything's neat and tidy because they're better at it this even Mm. goes to your storytelling editing Mm. comment and cut cut and paste because we've always been considered Mm. better at Mm. those kind of tasks and this is this is the problem with directors i think that i think that men have an ability to focus yes and so, therefore, they can in, they can really immerse themselves mm. within a project and make it absolutely brilliant. And yeah. I think women have this. I don't like saying multitasking. I think that's kind of falling yeah. out of, of fashion now. But kind of multiple thinking. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're, they're always like, looking over their yeah, shoulder. They're more and, like parakeets, like looking at something <laughs> shiny. And I, yeah, I think we are like that too. You go, oh, what about that? What about that? We're trying to completely take over everything. Yeah. And do everything perfectly. Which and I goes back to wanting to know everything perfectly before you step into yeah. any kind of role. And I think the childbearing bit comes into it because yeah. when you are a naturally nurturing mm-hmm. gender, where it is biologically built mm-hmm. into you, I think you're always looking over your shoulder yeah. because you're caring for other people. Yeah, Whether you have a child or not, which neither of us do, yeah. I still think mm-hmm. that my role has always been to ask everybody if they're all right. Yeah. I don't hear a lot of men yeah. doing that. Normally, if and this is in the workplace and outside of yeah. it, you have to kick up a massive stink mm. in order for someone to say, is everything mm. okay? Or a man to say, is everything okay? Whereas I think, because they don't notice it, because they're very good at focusing on the, the, the task at hand. At yeah. hand. Because you know what? It, it's Why should they be bothered about yeah. that? I think that making women more um, prevalent in the film industry it is sits as much with women as it mm. does with men. Mm. Yes, there are too many men mm. around mm. and they might be just wanting to hire people similar to themselves mm. because, again, scientific yeah. studies have found that we all want to work with people who are similar oh, to yeah, us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, which is great for a harmonious working environment yeah. but isn't good for new ideas. And in the creative industries, yeah. it's all absolutely. new ideas. But at the same point, we are holding ourselves back. Mm. We don't think comedians, mm. female comedians, are that funny. We don't like bridesmaids. Mm. And perhaps you and I, as a representative sample, mm. need to think about, we might not like this on a personal level, mm. but is this helping yeah. 
us to get to the point yeah. where we start seeing what we want well, to goes see. That e- goes even deeper then, doesn't it? Because that means a start in reprogramming everyone. I mean, what you're saying, yeah, what you're talking about in terms of a man having to focus on the task at hand and a woman having to nurture, that's down to cavemen and cavewomen, isn't mm-hmm. it? The man had to... Hunt and gather. Hunt and gather and protect, and a woman had to nurture, and that was that was the role. Um, and we still have that, so... Somehow and, built yeah, in. And maybe that... that and then that goes to um, female uh, comedians. A woman walks on stage, a man is thinking, oh, I need to protect this woman, I need to make sure she's... Everything is okay. And then a woman's thinking the same thing, just going, I just want to make sure she's all right. And then that kind of, you lose the humour in that. Yeah, and I think the stakes are higher. I think when a woman walks on stage, because we've all been told, and we've been telling ourselves in this podcast, that apparently women aren't as funny as men, we've already set the bar. Yeah. And that goes right back to what you said at the very beginning Mm. of this, about how feminism can be a dirty word, and there shouldn't be this positive discrimination. Mm. But I ask, maybe there should be. Mm. Because maybe we need something that helps us get over the hurdle yeah. of our mental unconscious bias yeah. that we don't know. Mm. Because this is the, it's this really weird thing about feminism being antagonistic mm. when it's about equality. Yeah. It's, it's, about, it's, it's about equality. Yeah. I think that's forgotten in a lot of people. Mm. And I agree with that positive discrimination could be the way to go, but then a lot of women usually millennials now they hear feminism and they think I deserve this Um, I am more important than you which is completely wrong that's not feminism that's not what the women fought for but it's been been forgotten what it's about Um, that's where there's a danger in positive discrimination I think because then you get that and then you have these I'm going to say millennials, but I'm not pigeonholing anyone. Younger Other, people. Yeah, different well, gener- generations. Yeah, new wave of feminists. Like it. Um, will go in and go, well, you have to because I'm a woman. I'm more important than him. Which, um, and this might sound insulting to men, but I still think it's yeah. true, which is women behaving the same way that men did to get to this position in the first place. Yes. When really, it's about education of everybody. You go for something. Mm. Don't feel that you can't do it. Yeah, Yeah. don't feel that you can't do it because of your gender. But your gender should not be a hindrance. Neither should it be an advantage unless it's something very particular. Like a very strong man or a woman who needs to have a baby. I don't know. Absolutely, yeah. That needs to be thought thought about a lot, a lot more. So in terms of the Bechdel test, earlier you were saying you don't want to shoehorn it in. Yeah. So how much value do you think it has as a test? How much value? I I think it is very valuable because it really opens your eyes. When you um, are told to look out for it, you go, oh my God, yeah, there's there's nothing. Um, But then there are some that failed and I thought, well, where could it? Um, and then the, the ones that passed that I could think of were very obvious ones I mean, one of my favourite films is A League of Their Own <laughs> and that's very obviously going to pass 
Even though it's about sport, though. But it's very, it was very hard to think of... I've seen that film God knows how many times, so I know it from memory. Mm. And it was really hard to think of a scene where they weren't... They are talking about baseball, but a lot of the time they'll either be talking about Tom Hanks' yeah. character or their husbands. Um, or so, the... so having all those female characters mm. isn't necessarily... Yeah, helping it pass the Bechdel test. No. Well, it, probably, it probably will do. It probably if they're talking yeah. about the game. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they do. There's a, there's a very strong scene in it that stood out to me, which was um, I don't know if you've seen it. Not recently. in ages. Oh, I yeah. have Madonna. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that film. Um, yes, um, there's a great scene in it where they're on a bus. Uh, traveling to another game and they're all exchanging stories about their husbands um, and it really stood out to me because it obviously fails the Bechdel test yeah. but it's a very strong scene that does the opposite effect to most others so where you have a, a film that's predominantly no women talking to each other and then you have one scene where two women are exchanging a conversation about something that's not a man you have the league of their own where it's all baseball 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 and then this very strong scene where they're talking about their husbands and i thought it was a nice kind of reverse yeah um was it how was it um how positive or negative was it about all very their loving yeah. oh okay so all it was always, yeah, i don't remember this at yeah, all yeah yeah all okay very loving all lovely um well that's interesting because that's about women being women on film yeah yeah, because that's what that's what yeah. they do. I'm sure there'll be plenty of conversations saying my mm. husband's awful. Yeah, but yeah. I suppose the whole point of that is because when it was sex, mm. it's based on real life, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a biographical story. So yeah. um, I'm sure that that was to say mm. how much yeah the men had given up. I'm guessing yeah. or helped their wives. Uh, and, yeah, obviously, yeah, because yeah. they're, they're in the war. So the question to ask is mm. how many of those scenes yeah. are in male sporting movies? Oh really? Yeah. I know a lot. Wait. No, I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't um, think that. I don't think there are many at all. I don't. Um, I think there might be the odd home life scene. Yeah. I don't think you ever have a scene where football players or um, baseball players or I'm trying to think of like famous sports. Are you talking about men talking about their wives? Yes, talking oh, yeah, about what their yeah. female partners yeah. have done to mm. allow them to get to this yeah. spot. Hey mate. And look at this. Wait a second, Doris. I can't wait much longer, so get up. Yes, so? Yes, so I ain't done yet. Watch this. That's it? <laughs> yeah, you can't do it, mate. You do it. I could do it. Yeah, how long you been working on that, Doris? That yeah. took me about a year. Not counting them two months I was in the hospital, bat hit me right in the head. Bam. Really? Yep. You had to notch it behind, because that looks really swollen. What the heck kind of a thing is that? I'm to joking, me, okay, okay. I'm, that so, ain't funny. I'm nervous, alright? I, I don't. What are you looking at? Yeah, what are you looking at? Nothing. Right, nothing. What's well, another thing about the systemic and the cultural, which is that we're more allowed to talk about our feelings. Yeah. So, again, just thinking about so if you're not sure about the Bechdel test, let's say, mm. what about a reverse Bechdel test? So a man talking about a woman yeah, in a two, positive way. Yeah. Or in, or in any way. Way. So two two named male characters. Yeah. Um they don't have to be named for my test. Um <laughs> two two male identifying characters yeah. 
talking about the value mm. of a woman, talking about women. I'm sure. Does that happen enough? Rarely, and I'm sure if when they do happen, they would be it would be a standout scene. It would be quite an important scene for some reason. I'm trying to think of one. No, I can't. I'm going to do some research after this and see. We're going to have to call it the reverse Bechdel test. So the the lead herb test. That was (laughs) me trying to do Bechdel backwards. And um, uh, I think that. um, yeah. I think that we should start looking into that because yes. I wonder if yes I we both agree yeah. that having more women on screen yeah. helps in mm. a multitude of roles mm. talking about different subjects but also having more men talking about women women yeah. would that be like a mm. a kind of like clever way <laughs> well no a clever way to make people watching the film yeah. Think more about the value of women. Mm-hmm. And also, just being like clever about it, if you have enough men talking about women yes. in these films, don't these women eventually have to appear in the films? They do, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. I'm still trying to think of one. I'd love to think of a standout scene where two men are talking about a woman. There's many of them, but I'm looking at your massive people <laughs> <right> now. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe, it, yeah, but the woman would be probably the star of the film. Yeah. Like the 50 It'll foot be woman. Two men fighting over this woman. Well, yes. Oh my god, have you seen This Means War? It's a terrible yeah. rom com with <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Um, oh god, who are the other guys? Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. And Chris Pine. Wow. I say it's terrible. I saw it at the cinema. That's I'm a, sure I enjoyed that's a it. Cast. Yeah. So, and I think they've all, well, not Reese Witherspoon, but I think the other two have become more, much more successful. Yeah. And basically, like, it's ridiculous. Like, they're both, like, I don't know, professional assassins or something. And they both <laughs> meet her on a dating site and then they fight to death. That film is entirely them. Yeah. So it's these two men on the screen. Yeah. Like, Reese Witherspoon is, like, on it, but I bet you she's not on the majority. Mm. And they're both, like, fighting each other. It's, yeah. it's very, it's, it's trying, it's desperately trying to mm. be a date movie where it's like, oh, we've got the romance yeah. and the hot men for the female viewer mm. and we have the fighting for the male viewer. But that is a film definitely that passes mm. the reverse Bechdel test. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily no. a good thing. Yeah. But you know that, you remember that Reese Witherspoon's in that film. But then you Because have, of their... Because of them talking about her, and, or well, because this, of her performance. <laughs> this is the problem. Then it goes a little bit down a kind of Marilyn Monroe route, right. which is she's a prize. Yeah. So I suppose if you have too many men talking about women, mm. are they going to do it in a sexual in way, a or in a way. yeah, or in a possessive yeah. way? Mm. And she is kind of seen as the ultimate prize. Yeah. There's not necessarily a problem with that if she's still seen as a well-rounded human being mm. but if she's only seen as i want this arm candy yeah yeah um, that's true you're either gonna have that then so you could call it some like it hot format because yeah there's some like it hot reverse spectral yeah, <laughs> or um what was i just thinking of beginners where you I have beginners. Where, yeah it's an amazing film where you have father son talking about the mother yes which is great performances that's the other end so of the scale yeah that would, that's more of a positive angle I guess isn't it I can't a strong mother the... figure yes but I don't think she's ever shown you know there are lots of like there are lots of she is shown is she yeah. shown is she shown any yeah, scenes in the nice museum where she 
Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. And yeah. she's driving him around. Yeah, doesn't he drive it. the car or something? That's young it, yeah. Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, that's a very positive. I couldn't tell him. That's okay. No, it's not. You can't hide this from him. He loves you. For someone with so much relationship advice, you seem awfully alone. Let's add this in. <laughs> I think a film needs to pass the Bechdel test and it needs to pass a reverse, reverse Bechdel test. Yeah, and exactly. I think if it passes the Bechdel test, it yeah. makes it easier yeah. to pass the reverse Bechdel test. Yeah. But does it pass... Does it pass the reverse Bechdel test if they're fighting over, if two men are fighting yeah. over a woman? Yeah. So we need to develop it <laughs> further to say, so two men having a conversation yeah. about a woman where they're not treating her like a prize. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's very strong. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, that was fun. Thank you so much to Pauline Antonio. If you want to speak to her, you can find her on Twitter at Pauline underscore A, and that's Pauline spelled P-A-U-L-Y-N-E. And if you want to contact us, then please email us at beyondbeck, B-E-C-H, at gmail.com, or tweet to us at beyond underscore Bechdel. Thanks for listening.